In this episode of Behind the Membership, I'm talking with Brandon Vott from Cloritus U about how he's achieved success with his membership site for Catholics. Brandon has managed to create and run his membership site alongside a full-time job and reached over a thousand members and a six-figure membership site with just his first launch. A pretty impressive achievement by anyone's standards and he's gone on to grow the membership site strength by strength even more over the last year. In this episode, we're talking about how Brandon uses the launch model to only open his site twice a year and the pros and cons he's found of doing this. We're also looking at key factors in how he's managed to achieve a 4-6% to churn rate and how he uses his ongoing content to keep members coming back for more. We're also looking at why he decided to launch with two membership levels and how he manages everything alongside his full-time job. Plus, much more. There's a lot in this interview, so let's dive straight in. Welcome to Behind the Membership with Callie Willows. Real people, real stories, real memberships. On today's episode of Behind the Membership, I'm talking with Brandon Vott from Claritas U, a membership all about helping Catholics to get clear on their faith. Thank you so much for joining me on the show today, Brandon. I'm really looking forward to, to talking with you about your membership site. Well, me too, Callie. Thanks. It's a tremendous honor. I, I've learned and gotten so much out of the Memberside Academy, so it's a great joy to be here with you. Oh, it's great to talk with you. You have been wanting to talk with you for a long time. You've, you've actually been probably kind of one of our, our long-term members, so uh, it's great to get a chance to talk with you like this. And I'd actually love to, to dive straight in. So could we start with you telling us a little bit about Claritas U and what the membership provides? Sure. So I, I converted to Catholicism when I was in college. And at the time, I was a non-Catholic who was kind of trying to figure out religion and spirituality and faith. And so I kind of read my way into the Catholic Church. So I'd learned all of this stuff. And when I became Catholic, I was super excited about talking to other people about it and sharing it with others. So I started a blog and I started talking about you know why I became Catholic. And that blog generated a good deal of traction in the Catholic world. And uh, quickly, about a year or two after I became Catholic, I was asked to write a book titled The Church and New Media, which was all about how Catholics could use things like blogs and podcasts and websites to, to evangelize, to spread the faith. And that book led to another book, which led to speaking opportunities, which led to all sorts of stuff. And pretty soon, within about five years, I was sort of this pretty well-known young Catholic. I was only in my mid-20s, but I had built sort of this big platform. I had an email list, I had social media, I was speaking around the country. Uh, however, it got to a point, my wife and I uh, started having children and we had about two or three kids at the time. And I remember thinking, I just can't keep doing this. I'm stretched so thin. Uh, at the time I was working as a mechanical engineer, which is what I got my degree in and doing all this other stuff on the side, writing books, speaking, social media, all that stuff. And it was just getting to a breaking point. I thought, you know, I'm trying to do three things well. I'm trying to be a good engineer. I'm trying to be a good husband and father. And I'm, I'm trying to, you know, build this platform and help a lot of people, but I can't do all three of those things well. So I need to figure out a better way to do this, to get off the, the roller coaster of book launches and traveling and speaking and all that kind of stuff. So uh, a couple of years ago, that's when the membership idea first came on my radar. Uh, I had some experience building websites and doing social media, but I didn't know how to build a whole membership website. But then that's when I came across the Membersite Academy. And I, I spent a few good months just pouring through all of your helpful tutorials and asking questions in the community and 
reading the different roadmaps and guides and slowly piece by piece building out this membership site for Catholics that in many ways does what all of my books and speaking do, but in a different format. And so uh, about a, a year ago, I launched it, Claritas U. And, and it was my goal then, and it still is now, that I, I sort of wanted to stop writing books, stop speaking, stop doing all that other stuff, and just pour myself into this, this community. So I'm not having to worry about starting from scratch and launching new products and all that kind of stuff. So that's a, a short summary of the journey so far, but uh, I think it's been one that's been the right move for me and for my family. I, I love your story because I have to admit that this isn't a topic I would have initially thought of for a membership site and especially not for a membership site to have done as well as you have as quickly as well. And, you know, I know you had that audience and things built up initially, but you still kind of came out the gates, you know, all guns blazing and and started off really strongly and have just continued to grow, which has been really awesome to see. Yeah, you know, I took a lead a lot from you guys in that I knew before I launched, I wanted to get very clear on what the membership site is, what value it provides. And I spent a lot of time talking to my email subscribers, people who have bought my books, asking them, you know, what's what's the big pain point? What's the thing you're struggling with most? You know, if me and you went out to coffee, what sorts of questions would you like to ask me? And so I started pulling all that information together over months so that by the time I launched, I, I was pretty convinced that, you know, I'm creating something that I know is going to hit a hot spot, you know, a neuralgic point for a lot of people. And I know it's really going to help because it wasn't just launching it arbitrarily on a whim. I, I'd spent a lot of time trying to figure out and get very clear on the offer. I love that. And I think that's a step that a lot of people miss is that actually kind of talking with your audience and actually making what they're telling you they need as opposed to just what what you think will work or what you want to create. Um, yeah, I mean I, and I'm I'm you know I sent out an email with a big survey with the simple question what's the number one thing you're struggling with and I got back hundreds of responses that I sort of categorized into a spreadsheet and then and then lumped them into key categories and stuff but it was those very words that I used on my sales page. You know, I'm copying and pasting the, the pain points and the descriptions that people are telling me and, and putting it right on the sales page. So when people visited this site, I think that was one reason for success is I could imagine people scrolling through there going, yeah, yeah, that's me. Yeah, that's, yeah, I have that same problem. Yeah, I don't know how to handle that. So I, I think that sort of validation and using your customer's own language to, to convince them that this can help them is, is the way to go. Yeah, definitely. And you've done some great videos with that kind of content and things as well in terms of in the run-up to your launch and as part of your your sales page and things, I know. Yeah, I think that was a huge reason for the success of the first couple launches I had. So I, I do the open and close model. We can have a whole other podcast with Mike talking about that. I know he's not a big fan of it. Um, but for, for various reasons, uh, the biggest of which is that uh, I still have a full-time job on the side. I work for a big Catholic ministry called Word on Fire. Uh, so all of the Claritas U stuff is on the side. So I, I just don't have a lot of time to to focus on it every day and, and in the marketing and promotion of it. So what I decided was I only open the doors twice each year. So one week in March, one week in September. The other 50 weeks, I'm mainly just focusing on creating content for the existing members uh, but during each of the launches, uh, as you mentioned, I, I run this pre-launch video series, you know, which I, I'm sure some of the listeners will recognize that from Jeff Walker. I know in Member Side Academy, we have a great course on that. Um, but that has 
really made an impact because you essentially roll out a series of three or four videos in the week or two before you launch your, your offer. And that builds a lot of buzz. It gets people excited. And, and for me, what worked really well was uh, each of the times I've done this, I've I've focused on one topic or question in this pre-launch video series, but I only covered it in a shallow way. You know, I, I try to give some good uh, substance in in the talks and the videos that I give, but at the end of it, I inevitably say, you know, oh, I wish I wish we had so much more time to talk about this. This really deserves, you know, a much fuller treatment. But that's why I created Claritas U because if you like this short, you know, video series on this topic, I've got a full series on that topic in here along with several other talks. So those pre-launch video series work wonders during each of my launches. Yeah. And, you know, talking about the launches and, you know, this is information you, you've kind of really generously shared in depth in the Academy community. And, you know, it's been really useful for other members to kind of see the breakdown of how you've run these launches. And uh, I know you use Facebook ads to, to help power that as well, don't you? Yeah, almost exclusively. I wish I had the time to, to get into Google ads or some of the other ad platforms and learn how to do those. But Facebook ads have been my bread and butter only because of the hyper targeting. I can get really, really specific in who I'm showing these ads to. So for someone who has a very niche within a niche within a niche, you know, I'm interested in, in sharing this with Catholics, but not just any Catholics, Catholics who are interested in learning about their faith and talking about it with others, which is a smaller sub niche of all Catholics. And so the Facebook ads allowed me to get really particular in that regard. Yeah. And so what do you do in between your launches then? How are you building up your audience in between the launches? Are you putting out blog content, podcast content? What kind of things are you doing? Yeah, it's probably two answers to that. One is what I am doing and one is what I wish I, sh I should be doing. Uh, but the answer to the first one is not a whole lot. It's probably my, the biggest uh, red flag in, in my membership site right now is, is I'm really not doing a whole lot in between the six month every six month launches to, to at least replace the people that are churning out. Um, I do do a, a few things. One is I have a waiting list in between those uh, launch windows. And every now and then I'll send an email to the waiting list saying, you know, hey, it's not officially open to the public right now, but here's a secret backdoor way that you can get in. And I'll get, you know, 40, 50 new people to sign up through that. Um, also I, I do a lot in between the six months to get people onto the waiting list. So I'm constantly talking about Claritas U whenever I'm interviewed, you know, on the radio or a chance speaking event, I'll mention it and tell people to go sign up for the waiting list. So the waiting list is constantly building in between these periods. But I mentioned this in the member site Academy forums that one surprising thing to me from my last launch is that I had this massive waiting list. I think there's like 1500 people on it. Uh, from the last time I opened, but a very, very small number of those people actually converted once I opened the doors. I think it was something like 30 or 40 people of those 1500 signed up. The rest of them were people who just heard about it for the first time and signed up and never were on the waiting list. So I don't think that's a long-term strategy for me. What I'd like to do in between these launch periods and what I'm, I'm working on on the side slowly but surely is to start creating some webinars and running some evergreen webinars. So you know, an hour long presentation that I can do once, but then constantly run Facebook ads pointing back to it. And then at the end of the webinar, there'd be a pitch where, you know, it, Claritas U is closed right now to the public, but because you watch this webinar, I, I know you're interested in this kind of stuff. Here's a, a special secret link only for you that you can sign up to get in. 
And my long-term goal is, is just to at least replace the number of people I lose during those six months. If I can just sort of stay stagnant in between these, these launches, then I, I think that's a win. Yeah. And I think that's important because I think, you know, something else you've mentioned before is you do have really low churn on a month by month basis as well. So it's not like you're losing a lot of people every month, but you do have, um, at my odds, two and a half, 3000 members now, is it? That's about right. Yeah. Yeah. So even at a small churn numbers that, that quickly can add up if you're, you're not replacing that. Yeah. I think, it, I think you brought this up in the, in the discussion forums that my churn, I think is around four to 6% a month. So four or five, 6% every month, I'm losing that many people either because they've canceled their credit card expires, you know, whatever reason, which doesn't sound like a lot. You know, I know a lot of people would be happy with that, but with my model, if I'm only opening the doors every six months, then if you let that four to six percent ride for six months, uh, you're losing between like thirty and thirty-five percent. I think is what is what it was. So that suddenly becomes much more significant. That I need to do a much better job in between these launch windows, uh, offsetting that. Yeah, and so if we kind of switch gears a little now, that's a little bit about how you're kind of getting people into the membership essentially with with your launches. How are you? You've got that great churn rate. So how are you keeping them engaged and coming book back month after month? Well, I'm doing several things. Uh, probably the the best advice I've heard, and I've heard it from all sorts of membership site gurus like you guys from the forums that I'm a part of. Uh, they always tell me the biggest mistake membership sites make is they overwhelm people with content. And it's the number one reason people cancel is because they just think, I can't keep up. You're sending me you know, a new video every couple days. I haven't watched any of the last 10 videos. I don't know why I'm going to stay on. I got to cancel. And so from the beginning, I wanted to make this as low a commitment as possible for members. And I know it's counterintuitive. We think, oh, I got to provide as much content, as much value as I can, maximum level. But I learned, uh, thankfully, not through my own experience, but through experts like yourself, that it's just the opposite, that you want to give them substantial value so that they think it's worth it. But if you overwhelm them with value, it has the, the opposite effect. So the way our, my membership site works is um, it's course-based. So I release a new course every two months. Simple. So every year we have six courses. Each course just focuses on a unique topic. And within those courses, you know, two months, about eight weeks, there's about eight videos. I send one video per week. Uh, it each course includes about six lesson videos. So this is just me talking for 10 or 15 minutes. Um, it includes one expert interview. So I go out and I find an expert on the topic of that course and I do a Skype video interview with them. There's a book talk video at the end of the course. So I recommend four or five of my favorite books on that topic. And then finally, there's a live Q&A video for each course, which is just like a one hour, you know, live webinar sort of thing where people can ask me whatever questions they have on the topic. Uh, each of those videos, with the exception of the live one-hour webinar, is around 15 minutes each. And so my pitch is very simple. I tell people, look, if you can watch one 15-minute video per week, then you can get clear about your faith. That's all I'm asking. I'm not asking you to you know, watch an hour lecture. I'm not asking you to watch 10 videos a week. One video, 15 minutes, that's it. Um, so I think that's been a huge reason for the success of the site and the low churn rate is I'm not dumping tons and tons and tons of content on people. I'm making it very digestible. Um, also, I've gone a long way whenever people email me to say, you know, oh, I, I'm, I'm getting behind. I haven't seen the last two or three videos. You know, maybe, maybe I should just pause or cancel for a while. 
I've, I've gone out of my way to tell people, oh, there's, there's no such thing as falling behind in Claritas U. It's not like, you know, a university course where you got to show up at every single class. Otherwise, you know, you're going to fail the class. It's not like that. Claritas U uh, includes these ongoing courses, but it's really a library of content. You can go back at your own pace anytime, watch any of the old courses in the library. And so I, I try to subtly position it that way that uh, I, I think, my biggest my biggest obstacle for my members is is this idea that if I miss one or two videos, that's it, I'm done. You know, I, I've missed the whole thing. Um, so that's one one big thing I try to do to reduce turnout. I'll mention a second one very quickly. Uh, at the end of each of these videos, these 15 minute lessons or you know interviews or book tuck videos, I always tease out next week's video. So I tease out, you know, here's the big problem that next week's video is going to address. And you know what I'm talking about. You've you know heard this and you don't know what to say, or you've wrestled with what does that mean? Or how should I explain it? Well, next week you're going to find out, you know, how to answer that. So that sort of cliffhanger at the end of each video, I think has kept a lot of people on. I, I can't verify that quantitatively, but I have a, a gut sense that it, it probably is keeping people on week to week and, and month to month. Yeah. And, and if I understand you rightly, each course kind of goes over two months as well. So you kind of have that open loop between the months as well. That's right. And at the end of one course, I tease out the next two month course. And so it, that's part of my strategy is I never want people to feel like, all right, I've done it. You know, I've watched the video. I've learned the course. I don't need this thing anymore. I want to keep telling people, you know, there's more coming. We've got more good stuff. And with the niche of my site, you know, it's, it's helping Catholics to discuss hot button issues. So things that, you know, Catholics maybe feel ill-equipped or nervous to discuss, whether they be moral issues, religious questions, questions about faith and science, all that kind of stuff. And the good part about that niche is a lot of these questions are new and constantly evolving, especially, you know, think about faith and science. There's, there's new scientific discoveries and research being done all the time. And so it enables me to position Claritas U as this thing that, hey, if you always want to have, you know, a ready answer for whatever the hot button topic of the day is, this is where you want to be. So I think all those things in combination probably explain the, the fairly low churn rate. Yeah. And so with that content, you mentioned that people come in and they have the previous content that's been released before they're a member. Do you, do you have your, it sounds like you kind of have your content plan for the year. Do you already have that content all created in advance or do you kind of create that as you go along? Well, same as before, I probably have two answers for that. What I'm doing and what I should be doing or what I wish I should be doing. Uh, When I first launched the site, I had three full courses totally done, produced, and scheduled. So that's three courses that are each two months. That's six months of content that I was ready to go. I think I learned that from you guys, that that's a good amount of content you want to have when you're launched. That doesn't mean all of it was available immediately, just that it was already produced so that after the launch, I'm not scrambling thinking, oh gosh, I got to you know start producing the next thing. I'm already behind. So I wanted to get ahead right out of the gate. But since then, I'm about, you know, maybe a year and a half into this membership site. And now I'm kind of up to the wire. I've got a new course. The next course begins in just a few weeks and I'm filming the videos tomorrow. Uh, So, and I still got to edit them and create the posts and schedule the emails and all that kind of stuff. So, um, right now I'm sort of making them course to course, but ideally I'd like to get two to three months uh, ahead of schedule. You mentioned before, though, that you also have a full-time job as well. So, so you're doing this all kind of presumably in the spare time that you have. Uh, yeah, yeah. I've I've tried to get very disciplined about 
time, especially spent on this membership side. And so what's worked for me is uh, I've got my, my morning routine here where I, I wake up, I pray, I work out a little bit, and then I, I set aside about an hour every weekday. So five hours a week that I focus exclusively on Claritasio on this membership site. And most of that time is spent writing scripts for these courses. So the way I, I do my video courses is it's all script-based. So I'm always reading off a teleprompter, but I've done hundreds of these videos. So I've gotten very comfortable with you know, making it not look robotic, making it not look like you're reading off a teleprompter. But the, what that's enabled me to do is film all of my videos in one take. And so I can typically film a whole two-month course in one night. So I can do okay. six, seven, eight videos in one night after the kids are are down for bed. My wife will come in our little video area and we'll record this whole course. And so that the other five, the other, you know, four days a week, I can just focus on writing the scripts. And, and that's where I spend the majority of my time every now and then I'll dip in during the day to answer a few customer emails or, you know, make tweaks here or there to, to an ad or something like that. But I got a very, very limited amount of time to focus on this, which I've always kind of taken pride in and I've been encouraged by it because I think it's a, it's a great sign to some other friends I have that, look, you know, you, you don't need to just drop everything, to drop your full-time job and jump into this from the get-go. In fact, I, I think it makes a whole lot more sense to sort of start out small. You know, maybe you're devoting 10 or 15 hours a week to this. Maybe you're attracting 20, 30, 40 members. You're getting your feet wet and seeing how it works. And then you could scale it up and maybe one day this will be your, your full-time thing. But I, I think a lot of people are led to believe that a successful membership site has to be a full-time job. That if you want to do it right, it has to be a full-time job. And at least in, in my case, and I know for a handful of others too, uh, it's possible at least to, to do it kind of on the side. Yeah, definitely. And actually, um, the I was talking with uh, Janet Murray, who's kind of the podcast episode before you. And, you know, she was talking about the fact that, you know, her membership is the core of her business. But these days, it only takes her one day a week, you know, plus interacting in the community. So that gives her the time to do all the other things that she does, like speaking and writing and, and everything else. So yeah, so you have people like Mike and ourselves, where this is our full time business. It's It's what we do. It's what we love. But it definitely doesn't have to be everything that you're doing. And as you said, actually, when you're first starting your membership, it's actually quite wise to kind of ease into it and, and see how it goes and, and, and go from there. But, uh, but yeah, is your end goal to have this be your full-time job or? Well, I, I'm in the very unique position that I work in what is for me my absolute dream job. I work with Bishop Robert Barron, who's a, a Catholic bishop. He's kind of the second most popular Catholic figure in the world on social media. So I run all of his social media, his websites. Uh, my title's content director. So I'm basically in charge of all his content. And he's a great hero of mine. And so I would I would, I would dream as an engineer about working with him full time. I would do it for free, you know? And so the fact that that's my paid full time job, I could never see myself doing anything else. So I'm very blessed and privileged to be able to not have to make this membership site my full time job. But on the other hand, you know, I'm, I'm a married man. We have six children, six young children. And anybody who works in the religious world will tell you it's a very volatile atmosphere. Anything could happen at any moment that would put your job in jeopardy. And so for me, part of the reasoning for starting the membership site was to create a, a sort of second channel of revenue that if I needed to, I could lean on and, and perhaps turn to full time. 
So it's sort of a, a backup plan. But honestly, uh, I, I'm, I'm so happy now that I, I don't think I could, I, I, I wouldn't want to make it my full-time job unless I had to. Yeah, I love that though. And I love that, you know, the membership is doing really well. But yeah, as you said, you don't need to make that your full-time time job either. So it's great that you can have that balance between the two things that you're, you're loving doing. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> um, so do you actually have a team that helps you with the membership at all? Or is it just you? It's just me, <laughs> but I'll qualify that by saying it took me months and months and months of, of watching your videos and reading articles and learning how to build websites and create fillable form PDFs and plugins, you know, all the things that go into a membership site. And I think if I had the money, I probably would have hired somebody to do a lot of that stuff for me. But when I was starting out, one of my goals was, okay, this is sort of a side project for me. I was still, you know, selling books and speaking. Uh, so I didn't really need to make a lot of money on the membership site from the beginning. So I thought, you know, part of for the challenge, let me see how much of this I can do on my own. Let me see. It's going to take longer for sure because I got to learn how to do a lot of this stuff. But uh, to me, that was part of the, the allure of the membership site thing. Uh, as a whole, it was kind of like, well, you know, it's like building, building your own chair, your own furniture as a carpenter, you know, it's like, well, I could probably pay someone to build that a lot cheaper and quicker. But part of the fun of doing it is learning how to do it to say, I built this, you know, with my bare hands or, you know, with my, with my bare keyboard. Um, so yeah, it's, it's pretty much a one-time job at the beginning. I, I did have an assistant that I brought on primarily during the two launch weeks and her main job was to answer any customer emails that we got questions about, you know, how do I join? How do I cancel? All that kind of stuff, which there were surprisingly few. I, I could have handled that on my own. There was only maybe five or 10 emails a day. But her bigger job was I wanted somebody that had the intention to personally welcome everybody who joined the membership site. Um, so much like you guys, uh, I run the community on IP board and we have a separate uh, forum called welcome, you know, uh, introduce yourself, I think it is. So everybody goes in there and it's got some prompts about, you know, Hey, I'm so-and-so from this place. Here's what I'm interested in, you know, that kind of stuff. And so I wanted to make sure that everybody who took the time to leave a comment introducing themselves was, was warmly welcomed. And thankfully we've got a great community of people who would just do that voluntarily of their own volition. But I wanted to pay somebody to say, this is your job. You know, we've got several hundred people coming in during each of these launch periods, make sure that they feel warm and welcome. And also she kind of kept tabs on the community to let me know, you know, here's what people are talking about, or this person has this question, wondering if you could poke in an answer. I don't spend a ton of time in there myself. I maybe check in on the community once every two or three days. And, and usually I'm kind of ashamed to say it. I'll only respond to posts that tag me. You know, I just don't spend a ton of time in there because I don't have a ton of time to do it. Uh, so that's the only person that I've, that I've hired so far to, to work on the site. I have uh, hired a couple freelancers to make video trailers for the site. Um, so some more indirect uh, spending on it. But other than that, no employees or, or no other help. Yeah. And I'm, I'm particularly impressed with that because the site's beautiful. Like oh, thank you. the membership you've created is beautiful. Well, it's, it's based on this wonderful WordPress theme called Memberoni. You may have heard of it. <laughs> I forgot that actually. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I forgot you were using that, but no, it, it's it's lovely. Um, but going back to the community for a minute, so you were mentioning there you're you're not necessarily going in there every day or answering every post and things. Are you finding that the the members are embracing that community as part of the membership site? Are they are they getting in there and talking amongst themselves? 
That's a good question. Uh, it's tough to say. I haven't spent a lot of time analyzing it. Um, I'd say that uh, my, my gut sense is that of the roughly 2,000 members that I have, I'd say uh, a huge percentage of them introduce themselves. So I think by the numbers, it's something like 80 to 90% of people who sign up for Claritas U take that step of going into the introduce yourself post and leaving it only because that's part of my welcome email sequence. You know, I say, you know, welcome, so excited to have you. You made a really smart decision. Here's the first thing to do. Go in the community, leave this post, introduce yourself. So the huge majority of people at least do that. But then from there, I'd say probably, I don't know, 15, 20% of people stay actively involved in the community. The people who are involved, as, as you probably know from your forum experience are really involved, are really excited. You know, they're in there every day, not just talking about the course content, but just anything going on in their lives. Um, so the people involved there are very devoted. And that's actually how I found uh, this, this young lady uh, who helped me out and a, and a couple other sort of people that have helped me out in administrative ways is I just looked at the community and said, you know, who are the two or three most active and excited people in Claritas U? And uh, it was very easy to then say, hey, you know, I need some help making these PDFs. I, I got a, one of our members is really great guy. He helps me make the form, uh, fillable form PDF. So I create like a workbook for each course, but then he sort of, you know, works his magic and adds the fillable forms and does a few more tweaks. And basically he does that for free. I just gave him lifetime access to Claritas U, which cost me, you know, basically nothing. But he was such an excited member of Claritas U that uh, I knew he, he jumped at the chance. He said, oh my gosh, I would be so honored to be able to help you do that. Uh, so that's one way the community, I think, has really helped the, the site. It's, it's uh, unearthed the most excited, uh, intrigued members of the community. Yeah, I love it when you're able to kind of draw from your community to, to kind of help you expand the site. So uh, you mentioned it briefly there, I think, but how, how much are you actually charging for the membership? So when I first started, I had two plans. One was a student plan for $17 a month. And second was a VIP plan for $37 a month. Now I'll tell you uh, the differences and then I'll tell you why I did that. The difference is, is that uh, the VIP plan includes physical shipments of different items. So both of the plans, the student plan and the VIP plan include all the same digital content. So all the same courses, same live Q&A, same discussion forums, all the same. So the website is identical, whether you're a student or you're a VIP. But with the VIPs, I also send them a few things. First of all, when they first sign up, after they've been active for a month, so after I know they haven't canceled, I send them a Claritas U t-shirt. So I had a bunch of those made. I send them uh, a free copy of my two latest books. Uh, one's called Why I Am Catholic and the other is called um, return. So I send them, I mail them two copies of those books. And then uh, the big draw is that for each of these two month courses, I hand pick my favorite book on that topic and I mail it out to all the VIPs. And so it's sort of like, you know, you're getting this, uh, you know, best book picked by an expert on the topic mailed to you. You don't have to do anything. And so even though it's more expensive than you just going to Amazon and buying the book itself, there, there's some value there. Um, I, I, I try to over deliver with those things too. So, you know, again, we got two month courses, six courses a year. So presumably I'd be sending the VIPs six books a year, but I try to send around 10 or 11. So for some courses, I'll send a couple books. Um, but I honestly, when I launched it, the main reason I wanted to have those two tiers was to sort of price anchor to make the student plan at $17 a month look like a bigger value because, oh my gosh, the VIP plan's 37 bucks. This is less than half that. So 
instead of just having one option, which was $17 a month or nothing, I wanted to make the $17 a month one look more appealing by having it be a lesser priced option. And again, my thought was that 95% of people would sign up for that student plan. Uh, but during my first launch, I restricted the VIP plan to only 100 members. That ended up being a mistake. I'll explain why in a second. But I thought, you know, okay, I'll make it extra exclusive. Only 100 people can sign up for this VIP plan and get all these free books. I had 100 people within about 48 hours of my eight-day launch. So those spots went immediately. And so everybody else had to sign up at the student level. And, and people were signing up for the student level, emailing me saying, oh, I can't believe I missed the VIP thing. I really wanted to sign up for that. I was stunned. I, I thought, wow, <laughs> you know, people, I guess you know, it costs $37 a month and you really only get one or two books every couple months, but, but people want that experience. And so for my second launch, I removed the cap and I just, you know, made the VIP totally open. And I think, again, I got another 150, 200 people sign up for the VIP level, which was about 20% of all the people that signed up during that launch period. Um, so removing the cap, uh, turned out to be a, a, a good decision. But uh, moving forward now, the current prices, I I've just slowly raised them as I'm adding more content. So it's $20 a month for a student and $40 a month for the VIP. So I like keeping it at two tiers, very simple, easy to understand. I think that, that makes the offer pretty clear to the customers. Yeah, it sounds like you've got a, a really obvious distinction between that student and VIP there as well with, with what they're getting. So I think that that clarity um, is great. So you don't offer an annual option at all? Nope. I've, I've kicked that around. Um, I've just decided to do it monthly, mainly because I don't want to deal with all the headaches of trying to get people, you know, if their credit card expires within the year, all that kind of stuff. Um, this could be a whole nother conversation, but I was, I was contacted by um, someone who works for this new tool called Retain, which is sort of a, a churn busting tool yeah made by the people at ProfitWell. I think I discovered ProfitWell through, through you and Mike. Um, but anyway, uh, he, he said, hey, you know, I know you run this membership site. I think you might have seen me in the discussion forums at Member Site Academy. Anyway, long story short, he said, you know, we created this new tool that's going to help reduce churn. And basically, we take over that whole process for you. So we're going to send emails for you to your people to have them update their credit cards and all that stuff. You don't ever have to worry about it. Um, so I signed up for that and it's been hugely successful. Um, they cut my churn in half. I think when I first started, the churn was around eight or 9%. Now it's around four or 5%. Uh, and so I think if I did, if I did move to an annual plan, I'd be more open to it now only because I'm confident in a, a tool like this that'll reduce the churn. But I think initially my hesitation was that if I'm only charging people once a year, my churn is going to be 40 or 50% because people are going to forget about it for a year. The credit card's going to expire. Um, so it's, it's never been something I've done. Yeah. That's awesome that the, the kind of the retain really helped with that churn there. So with the one thing that interests me is because as I think I mentioned at the start was that this isn't something I would necessarily have thought of being a great topic for a membership site. So I'm curious whether you actually found any objections from your audience in terms of what a membership was and why they were paying monthly and things like that. Yeah, that's a big hurdle. Um, in the Catholic world, you know, especially my little niche, my little subworld here, it trends older and less tech savvy. You know, so I'd say my primary demographic is probably forty to six year old women who maybe use Facebook and email, but that's kind of about it. And so they, you know, the whole idea of a membership site is probably foreign to them. 
Um, I think one analogy that helped get them over the hump was I very early on started comparing it to Netflix or a gym. And so it's kind of like, you know, you pay a monthly fee for Netflix and you get access to all these videos. But if you, you know, choose to stop paying the fee, then you lose access. You can come back whenever you want. But that's sort of the model. And I think that clicks with a lot of people in my audience. They, they're familiar with Netflix. They go to the gym. They, they understand how it works. Um, I think also one way I framed it was I, I called this Claritas U and the U short for university. And so the idea is that this is sort of an institute, a training center. Um, I tried to position Claritas U as something analogous to, say, a graduate level course or series of courses at a Catholic university. You know, so if you went to go take a class at a Catholic university, the average annual tuition right now is $30,000 at a private Catholic university. And of course, that comes with all the extra requirements of showing up at a particular place at a particular time and tests and homework and all that kind of stuff. And so I say, you know, Claritas U is $17 a month, which extrapolated annually is, is less than 1% of the cost of a traditional Catholic University. So framing it that way, I think has also helped my cause. It's like, oh, this is a huge bargain. Plus, you don't have to move to attend school. You don't have to show up at a particular time or place, no homework, no tests. It's all about giving you practical tips and advice that you can use now, you know, not just theoretical abstract knowledge that costs thousands of dollars. Um, so I think those two things in conjunction, one, comparing it to membership formats that they're already familiar with, like Netflix or the gym, but then two, positioning it as a, as a unbelievably lower cost alternative to something else in its category, both help to help people to make sense of it. Yeah. I think that that's a great way, as you said, of positioning it there in terms of this is what the equivalent would be. And then also, yeah, as you said, having that, you know, these are the different kinds of subscriptions you might already have. So it's kind of similar to them really. Right. Yeah. So it's it's been going just over a year now, Claritas U, hasn't it? So yep. what would you say has been your biggest challenge so far, do you think? Probably the one I mentioned earlier, which is reducing churn in between my, my launch period. So for six months of the year, I'm essentially not bringing people in other than this very small trickle of maybe 40, 50, 60 people um, while simultaneously losing four to 6% every month. So I got to solve that problem. Uh, I mentioned, you know, I'm hoping to come up with some of these backdoor ways to, to get people in. I mentioned webinars. I, I've also started to break down some of my courses into short eBooks, like a five, 10 page eBook, run Facebook ads to the eBook. And then uh, once they download the eBook, put them in a, an email series that will sort of warm them up and then give them this special backdoor link to, to sign up for Claritas U. So I'm hoping over the next few months that all those things in conjunction will at least offset the churn that I'm losing. Um, I've also kicked around the idea of maybe by the time of my next launch, which I think will be at the year and a half mark for the membership side, I might just then decide to leave the doors open, kind of like you guys do, uh, like I, I know Mike recommends, uh, and see what happens. You know, I think the exclusivity thing was big for the first uh, year, year and a half, you know, because people sign up during the first week and almost before they can catch their breath, the doors are closed again. And so when they're telling all their friends about it and the people in their and their parishes and their churches, you know, it, it's sort of like, oh, I can't even get in. I got to wait five or six months. It must be this really exclusive, exciting thing. But I think that effect wanes over time. Um, and one argument that that sticks in my mind, I, I keep 
it's haunting me a little bit that Mike makes is, you know, when people have a problem, they're looking for a solution online for it. They want that problem to be solved now. You know, I don't want to sign up for a waiting list and think, well, in five months, I might have the chance to possibly sign up to solve this problem. I want a solution now. That's the way the on-demand world of the internet works. And so I, 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 I'm kind of leaning toward maybe uh, in, in a few months here, just opening the doors, leaving them open and, and seeing what happens. I, I figure I can always close them later, but certainly my biggest challenge is finding some way to attract members in between these major launch periods. Yeah, I'd be interested to see how how that actually goes if you do experiment with that, because I think, as you said, you kind of, as you grow, you do maybe get diminishing returns from the open close, but also you've got more people out there evangelizing about the site, but then people having nowhere to to go from there. So I would be interested to see how how that goes for you. Yeah, you know, the as the launches has progressed, so I've done three of these now. I did one in March 2017. That was sort of the grand launch. And then I did a second one six months later in September of 2017. And then a third one I just did here in March 2018. And the second and third launches were times where you know, I've got a thousand or 1500 active members who are using this. So those were the first times when I could leverage them as sort of evangelists for this site. And the second time, the second launch, I think there was, there was some effect there, but the third launch big time, um, again, I haven't, I just haven't had time to sit down and crunch the numbers, but it's my gut sense that I'd say probably at least half of the people who signed up for the third launch heard about it through somebody else who's an active member because I, uh, I fed my active members copy and paste, you know, announcements that they could put on their Facebook page, on Twitter, on email, all this kind of stuff. And I, I found myself constantly being tagged by all these people talking about it. And then seeing the comments below, you know, person A, who's a member of Claritas, you would post about it on their Facebook page. And I'd see five people comment under there saying, I'm signing up now. You know, this is so great. I've been looking for something like this. So I think I would lose that if I got rid of the open close model because the way I have it now, I can tell my current members, you know, hey, I only open the doors two weeks each year. And this is one of those weeks. So I'm wondering if just this time, if you can do me a favor and promote this. Whereas if it was just open perennially, you know, it'd be tough to make that pitch. I, I suppose I could just send out an email every six months to do it, but there's not the urgency that is with the open closed launch windows. Yeah. And did you, did you actually encourage members to do that by offering them an affiliate system or was it just people wanting to share the word? Well, same as before, the difference between what I wanted to do and what I ended up doing, <laughs> I wanted to, to, to implement an affiliate program where I would give them, you know, either money off their current membership or just, you know, I'd PayPal them some money. And I set it all up. Uh, I used the affiliate Royale plugin that uh, aligns with member press. That's the affiliate plugin I use. So I set up the affiliate page. I had the banners, I had the offers, I had the copy and paste text. I mean, I, I did everything. And then just ran out of time to promote it to my <laughs> to my members. I, I was so tied up in producing the content around the launch itself that I, I never got around to it. So it exists. I'm hoping somewhere down the line here to to roll it out. But all of that was just people of of their own goodwill saying, "I found something that I really like and that's helped me." You know, I really recommend it to all my friends and family. And and to me, that's the most valuable form of promotion. You know, when you can get somebody whose life has, has genuinely been transformed by your membership community and they want to tell others about it, what could be better? Yeah. I mean, I think that's a really powerful thing that, you know, that they're, they're going out there and that they're saying this because, because it's true, because 
it, they value it. They want the people that they love and know to, to also get some of that as well. So I think that's just a testament to, to what you've created. I'm mentioning this here. I, I, w- I wasn't uh, planning to highlight this, but it, it plugs in very well nicely here that one thing I did from the very beginning of Claritas U was I made it totally free for priests, Catholic priests, religious. So these would be, you know, brothers, religious brothers or nuns or sisters and seminarians. So young men studying for the Catholic priesthood. And initially my thought was, I just wanted to give it to them for free, sort of as a, as a thank you for, you know, your service to the church. And most of these people make, you know, nothing or next to nothing in terms of money. So I didn't want to charge them for this stuff. But what I, what I came to discover unexpectedly was that these people became my most excited evangelists because they were receiving it for free. They liked it. And they wanted to tell everybody else about it. And at least sort of in my little Catholic niche here, it had the added advantage of these people tend to be the most respected voices in the church, you know, priests and religious nuns and sisters and seminarians. So when they're going back to their churches and parishes or on Facebook, you know, when a priest says, hey, check this out, I'm a member of it. I love it. I love these videos. Okay. He has a thousand people in his church, you know, and he's friends with hundreds of them on, on Facebook. So that act of finding influencers. And, and this was all inadvertent. <laughs> my, my original intention was just to give it to them for free as a thank you. But I sort of fell into this, this uh, tremendous blessing of finding these influencers, give it to them for free. And then I would say, undoubtedly, each of those people has brought in at least one or two or three people themselves uh, through promoting it. Awesome. I love that. Yeah. Because so often we hear that, you know, if you give somebody something for free, they've not got any skin in the game, they're not going to value it, they're not going to, but clearly not being the case for you there. Yeah. And I think, I think the twist is that if you give something for free that you normally charge for, like if Claritas U was just totally free for everybody, I think it, it would have been mostly a dud. I think I would have gotten, you know, a hundred people that, you know, sporadically came on to watch the videos. And people asked me this through the emails, you know, Catholics are particularly sensitive about charging for religious content and they think everything should be free. And it's a big problem because as you know, to produce quality stuff, it takes money. You know, you got to buy cameras, you got to, you know, design websites, you got to pay hosting fees. There's a lot of money that goes into some of this stuff. You just can't financially give away everything for free. But for me, the money thing's not the biggest thing. The biggest thing is if I really want to help people and if I really believe this content will help them, uh, paradoxically, the best way I can help them is charging them for it because then they got skin in the game, then they'll watch the videos and go through it. I mean, there's been countless tests and examples done on this that people who pay for stuff use it far more than people who receive it for free. But I think the the reason why the influencer th- effect that I, I described is was effective was because I gave it to them for free but it was something that I charge everybody else for. And so they knew they were getting real value out of it. And I think that's why so many of the priests and religions and seminarians actually used it. Yeah, I think that's a great distinction there, actually. So if that's kind of challenges you've had and and things like that, what's been your favorite part of running the membership? What's made it all worth it? I think the time that I've been saving. So I mentioned at the outset, um, I've written seven books now on all sorts of topics, you know, at all sorts of levels, and they've been really successful. But writing a book is a grueling project. You know, don't tell my wife, but it's akin to giving birth to a child. (laughs) And nine months, you know, uh, with disciplined writing, my general mode is to like write a thousand words a day. So it takes, you know, several months to write a book and then edit a book. Then 
you know, cover design and proofreading and all that kind of stuff. And then that's the beginning. Uh, then, you know, you got to launch it, you got to promote it, you got to do book tours. So all that kind of stuff. And then speaking. So I was regularly speaking around the country at different conferences and, you know, once or twice a month, I'd get on an airplane and travel somewhere to speak. And all that I just got burned out on. I thought I can't keep spinning on this wheel. You know, I'm helping people, people read my books, people hear me speak, but there's just got to be a better way. And that's what the membership site world opened up to me. It was like, okay, you can have the same impact. You can still reach, you know, several thousand people. You can really help them on these difficult problems and struggles that they're facing. But number one, you can do it from your house. You don't have to go anywhere. Number two, instead of recreating the, the wheel from scratch every single time you release a new book or, or talk or video course, you can just focus on creating content. You know, again, I, I mentioned earlier, I spend 80 or 90% of my time just on the content for the site, very minimal on actually promoting it. So saving time and allowing me to stay home with my family and get off this endless wheel or cycle of of create, launch, create, launch. Those things have been the greatest benefits of the membership site. So it's been quite a, a lifestyle change, really. Yeah, in many ways. I, I've basically given up speaking. So I, I turned down all speaking events now. Um, I did release a new book a few months ago, but it was kind of a unique scenario. It was a very short book. It was only fifteen or 20,000 words, and it tied very closely into my membership site. So I was able to use the book as, as sort of leverage for the site, giving away the book to new members, that kind of stuff. Um, but it's allowed me to become much more of an essentialist. You know, it, that word's become a, a buzzword in the business and marketing worlds. But now I have one thing, you know, I don't have my attention scattered among books and speaking and projects and eBooks and webinars and podcasts. You know, it's like, this is my one thing that I want to devote myself to, to, to have maximum impact. So, uh, yeah, it's, I, I couldn't be more enthused about it. Awesome. And so the site's been very successful, but is there anything that if you were going back to the start, you would do differently? Oh, that's a good question. Um, I think a few things. One, I would, I would probably seriously question the, the open closed model thing. And <laughs> because back to Mike, I, I didn't, I, I wasn't even aware of alternative, models uh, and the benefits of them until I, I listened to Mike and, and heard some of his points. Everyone else I had read was, would just rave about the sort of open-closed model. So I sort of just walked into it unquestioningly. So I think I'd think more carefully about whether that really is the best model um, for the membership site. Second, I think I would have been far more proactive about coming up with strategies to reduce my churn in between these, these launches. We've talked about it two or three times, but I think my mindset was just get this plane off the ground and then figure out how to keep people, right? But I think that's backward. I think from the beginning, I should have thought carefully about how, how can I make sure people stay after they've walked through the door instead of just being excited that I've gotten people into the room. Um, so I'd say those are probably my, my two big regrets. I'm working on those those uh, moving forward here. But if I had to do it all over again, I'd, I'd think more carefully about those two areas. Cool. And so just as we wrap up then, what does the future hold for, for the membership? What's next? 
I don't know. I've, 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 I have thought about this. Um, several people in my community have talked about doing uh, in-person events. You know, I, I know you guys are branching out into that now. So that could be something, especially as I, I do do a little bit of traveling for my day job. So I'm, I'm in different cities across the country. So organizing, you know, even if it's just going out to a, a sports bar, a restaurant and inviting anybody in the area to come, uh, I, I think doing that would make a big difference because I, I really haven't met hardly any of the people that are part of this face to face and very few of them even online. It's just our interactions uh, on the website. Um, so I think that that'd be an area I'd like to move into. Um, I'm also kicking around the idea of bringing other people on to serve as sort of teachers and instructors. I'm on the fence about it because I think part of the allure of the site is people are drawn are drawn to me. You know, I kind of had this personal brand or personal platform uh, before launching this that that helped draw in a lot of people. So I wonder if having other people teaching lessons and stuff would dilute that effect. But it would also take a big burden off of me if I only had to teach three or four courses a year instead of six. Um, so I don't know. There's a couple things I'm I'm kicking around. Cool. I'll be interested to see what direction you decide to go in there. I can definitely say that, you know, I didn't particularly think I would enjoy live events and meeting like meetups and things like that. Uh, Cause I'm quite, you know, I'm quite introverted, but it's absolutely one of my highlights is actually getting to, to meet our members in person and spend some time with them and, and get to know them. So yeah, I think that's definitely something that's worth, as you said, even if it's just going out for a drink with a few people when you're in town, it, it really is a, a, it's hard to describe, but it's a great feeling to do that. No, that's great to hear. Thanks. Cool. And so it's, it's been great talking with you, Brandon. There's a lot of great stuff there. And I, I love the site. I love what you've been able to do with it. And so one last question really as we wrap up, which is, did you actually think when you started it, it would be as popular as it's been? You know, I, 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 I could give the the false pride, the false humility answer, and say, "Oh, I, you know, I had no idea it would, it would take off the way it has." But um, to be honest, I had a hunch that it would be mildly successful, only because I came into this with a significant platform. I think I had fifty thousand email subscribers, and I had a pretty big Facebook following, and all that kind of stuff. So I knew, I figured it at least wouldn't be a flop. Um, but to be honest, I thought maybe it would top out at you know three, four, or five hundred members which would have been amazing. It would have provided you know, a steady, reliable side income stream. I would have been impacting the same number of people that I usually speak to. So it would have been great. I would have been thrilled with that. I, I did not expect it to take it off at the magnitude it did. Uh, the first launch, I had 1,200 people sign up. Second launch, I had another 1,000. Uh, I think third launch, a little bit less, probably like 500, 600, something like that. So those numbers I didn't expect. I thought it would do okay, but I didn't think it would be as as outstanding as it's as it's been. Awesome. I'm I'm so glad it's going well for you. You've put a lot of work into it, I know, and you know everything you put out there is is top quality. You can tell that a lot of effort and and time has gone into this. And yeah, I love that you're doing it with a full-time job as well. It just goes to show that as you said earlier, you don't need to have this be all consuming. As yeah, well. and uh, to, to tie a bow on that on that very point too. One thing that's helped me, and perhaps other listeners will will find this helpful too, is that the membership site in many ways parallels what I do during my day job, and the two feed into each other. And so I mentioned to you before we started recording here that I'm actually building out a huge membership site now for the ministry that I work for in my day job, and it's only because I had all the tinkering and experimenting with Claritas U that 
that I now know what to do to do that. And vice versa, I've learned several stuff on my day job that you know my the ministry I work for has a bigger ad budget than I than I personally have. So we've been able to experiment with different ad things that I've I've learned and have been able to implement here. And so anybody maybe who feels like they're stuck in a day job but is working on a membership site on the side, I'd encourage them to think you know how can these two feed each other? How can I use what I'm learning at my day job to to help my membership site and vice versa? How can I bring value to my day job based on you know, now I've become fluent in, in membership sites or online marketing or that kind of stuff. So I, I encourage people not to see these two as competitive, but as, as perhaps mutually enhancing. Yeah. I, lo- I love that approach. <laughs> yeah. I think that's great advice there. Um, so, so yeah, on that note, it's been, as I said, absolutely great talking with you. Uh, if someone's interested in finding out more about you or about the membership, where's the best place for them to do that? Best place to learn about the membership site is claritasu.com. So it's just claritas, like the Latin word for clarity, which is C-L-A-R-I-T-A-S, and then the letter U.com, claritasu.com. And then my personal website where I, I blog and I've got my books and speaking stuff is just brandonvot.com. So brandonvogt.com. Awesome. And I'll make sure the links are below the podcast as well. So yeah, thank you so much for joining me today, Brandon. I've really enjoyed watching your journey, as I said, and I appreciate you sharing all those insights with our listeners today as well. And as as well, all the insights you've shared in the Academy too. And I'm looking forward to seeing what the next year holds for you and Cloetus You. So oh, thank you so much. Thanks, Kelly. And this this is a mutual admiration society because uh, I, at the beginning, I said how important you and Mike have been to the success of this because I've just learned so much from you and the community. And, and I know I speak for, for many, many people in the community that you guys are producing such a, a vital service. There's nothing else like there out there like this where you can connect with other membership site owners. So for me, it's been immensely valuable. So thank you for that. Oh, well, thank you. Uh, as a true Brit, I, I can't handle that kind of compliment, but, but, but thank you very much. Just take it a nod. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> thank you. That's it for this week, folks. Thank you so much once again to Brandon for sharing your story with us. And I'm looking forward to seeing how your membership continues to grow over the next few years. I love that whilst having a launch cycle membership has worked so well for Brandon, he's still looking at other options and what will work best for him and his members on an ongoing basis. Do be sure to check out Brandon's site at cloritasu.com or if you're an Academy member, Brandon has written some great breakdowns of his launches in the community, so be sure to check those out. So what was your biggest takeaway from this episode? Let me know in the Membership Mastermind group on Facebook at talkmemberships.com. And if you'd like to pick up the transcript or show notes from this episode, then head on over to themembershipguys.com BTM13 to do so. Thanks for joining me for this episode. I'll be back next week with another great membership site owner. If you've enjoyed today's episode of Behind the Membership, we invite you to check out the membersiteacademy.com. The Member Site Academy is the essential resource for anyone at any stage of starting, growing and running a membership website. So whether you're still figuring out what your idea is going to be or whether your website is already up and running and you're just looking for ways to grow it and attract new members, then the Member Site Academy can help you to get to the next level. With our extensive course library, monthly training, exclusive member-only discounts per 
perks and tools and a supportive active community to help you along the way with feedback encouragement and advice the member site academy is the perfect place to be for anyone looking to start manage and grow a successful membership website so check it out at membersiteacademy.com